My grandpa has the coolest podcast. You gotta listen to it. Or else I'll punch you in the face. You know, if you're able to get inside my brain, you know, and hear <laughs> what my thoughts are, you would understand quickly that they fray in a bunch of different directions. Uh, professionally, I was a hockey player, and now I'm a coach. You know, so one would think that's kind of what I live and breathe, you know, but that's not actually the case. Though I love what I do, there's uh, so much outside of the game that I'm really passionate about. I'm a, I'm a bit of a music and guitar freak, and I love motorcycles and the arts. I even like history and geography through my travels. My podcast is about all of these things, and I speak with some really cool people about some really cool shit that I've met throughout my career. And yeah, you will probably hear the odd hockey story. <laughs> so join me inside my brain, man, and welcome to My Mommy Thoughts. Alright, well before we get going here, I should mention... Support for Motley Thoughts is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. Join the movement for all your below-the-waist grooming needs. And big news, Manscaped just launched in Canada. For those listeners in Canada, you can be one of the first Canadians to experience their life-changing products. You know, one of the coolest things, uh, the other day when I was using the thing, the, the lawnmower 3.0, I was couldn't get over how quiet the thing was. And it, nothing worse than thinking that everybody in the whole house or the whole world knows you're shaving the junk. Anyways, <laughs> that's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. The Manscaped engineering team perfected the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created and have the Lawnmower 3.0. Their third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents. When I tell you this is premium, I mean premium, man. The battery lasts up to like 90 minutes so you can have a closer and longer shave. The waterproof technology allows you to groom in the shower One of the coolest features is the LED light, which illuminates grooming areas for a closer and more precise trimming. They've also upgraded to a 7,000 RPM motor with quiet stroke technology. And let's not forget about the charging stand. Show you're more off loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is a convenient charging dock powered by USB. If you're listening to me speak right now, I want you to experience firsthand for yourself and trim that junk of yours. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code DUSTY70 at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. (laughs) All right. And back to our regular scheduled programming. Okay, thanks for joining me today. Today's guest. (laughs) Before I uh, go into introducing him, I got to say, this pod uh, is going to be a fun challenge for me. 
uh, for a couple of reasons, uh, but mainly I got to try not to swear. Uh, I'll explain. My my guest is, you could say, uh, with God. <laughs> His official title would be Director of Ministries and Outreach Office, whatever the hell. See, exactly what can't say hell. <laughs> this is going to be tougher than I thought. He is a popular vlogger speaker here in the Vancouver area. Known to many here as Canuck Clay, he is an intensely passionate Vancouver Canucks fan. But more importantly to me, he's my cousin. Uh, it gives me great pleasure in welcoming my dad's brother's son <laughs> and one of the worst ball hockey goalies on the planet, uh, Mr. Clayton Emo. Wait a sec. Okay. So a couple of things already, Dusty. Yes. Uh, we are first cousins. So that was a brilliant introduction. I am indeed your dad's brother's son and both our dad's deceased. God rest their souls, but good memories with them. And that was the best introduction I've ever heard. Actually, I'm going to bring you on the road with me when I do my speaking gigs and just put you up on the stage and you can just swear mm-hmm. at all these Christian kids. It'll be awesome. <laughs> Thank you. You, you nailed the intro pretty good. I was at the gym today and I was like, geez, I, this is not going to be easy for me. Cause I, yeah, but- I started uh, writing some stuff down and like, I was looking back at my, some of my other pods and like, I just naturally it's, it's, the, it's our lingo in hockey. Yeah. There's a, uh, some toilet mouths in, in the hockey world and I'm one of them. So I'm going to try my best clay, no disrespect at all. But it's been a while. <laughs> yeah. And Dusty, this is your podcast. This is not Clay Emo's thoughts. This is Motley thoughts. This is Dusty Emo. So honestly, you say whatever you want. I've heard worse. I've played on sports teams. Honestly, you, I, I, even before I became Christian, I, I had a potty mouth. You say whatever, and I'll go with the flow. Uh, but yeah. I just want to address that worst ball hockey ever. Yeah. Everyone, Dusty is a professional goalie. He's a professional goalie coach. So of course, when we played street hockey growing up, he makes me go in net because he wants to take his frustrations out of people whipping pucks at him. So I find I put on these cheap pads and I go in net and Dusty lines up eight feet away from me and takes these hardest slap shots I've ever seen, nailing me in the nether regions <laughs> and in the chest and in the head with no remorse. So of course I'm a bad goalie because you peg me off with all your shots. There, Actually, I do remember. <laughs> I do remember thinking when i was doing it i was like he's like just standing in there he, he, i said that that was I, i'll give you props for that yeah because either you're really stupid or like you're really trying to suck it up to to make an impression because i was just li- literally ripping a match in and you didn't move which was part yeah. of being a goalie i guess truth be told i was numb after the first shot hit my hit my <laughs> you know where i actually didn't feel a thing after that <laughs> Your brother, I know, would never do that, though. <laughs> Good. Yes. We'll, we'll have Unless to... he's changed. Unless he's changed. But uh, I would have called him. Uh, oh, see, I can't even say the. Okay. It's your podcast. Say whatever. <laughs> Pussy. <laughs> that's, that's what I would have called him. Yeah. Back okay. To- so to his credit, he's a he's more he's more brave now. But yes, maybe maybe he had the domineering older brother who spoke for him, who did everything for him, who took the bigger piece of steak growing up. So yes, I I hear what you're saying, but he's 
he's strong man now, strong boy. He's, he's, yes. He seems like it actually. When I uh, look at his in, uh, social media or whatever, yeah. uh, he's he's a, a grown man with a family yes. and uh, does very well. And yes. it's funny how people grow. Yes. <laughs> And then we, I, I remember a different side of him for sure. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm not going to tell Jason to listen to the first five minutes of this thing. <laughs> uh, See, that's the thing because you're only child, right? So you didn't have a chance to like beat up a younger, but not beat up or or that thing. So it had, I'm sure, its challenges and its uh, its blessings too. But yeah, uh, Jason and I are very close, still are, and I love when we get together as families. Not often enough, but. When we do, we can all talk as adults now, which is pretty cool, sharing experiences and, and how we parent our kids or, mm. or, or live married lives or whatever it may be. It's pretty cool. But yes, uh, for the first little bit, we definitely looked up to you even when you were uh, you know, uh, pulverizing us with your slap shots. <laughs> you guys have, between you, you have, does he have three or four kids? He has five. five. Yeah. You haven't what? seen him in a while. He's got five kids. Yeah. Oh my God. So I have three. Sean is 19, uh, second year university. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jacob is 17, and Kayla, who's 13. Then he has Joshua, Matthew, Brooklyn, Malachi, Boaz. So he has five, and I have three. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's a big family. Well, you have a big family too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're all gone. Thank God. <laughs> no, I'm but kidding. They're actually, they're, they're, they're not. <laughs> yeah, who, wait, who lives at home still? Jonah and Mac live downstairs yeah. in, the, in the suite. And mm -hmm. uh, so they're, they're here. Okay. And, uh, and trying to save up their dough. And, yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, it's uh, actually, you know what? To be quite honest, especially right now, yeah. especially right now, because I'm not working yeah. and I'm home all the time, uh, it's, it's actually a blessing. Yeah. I enjoy their company uh, so much now and yeah. uh, that they're around and they actually support me just as much as I've supported them in the past. Uh, That's awesome. Yeah, no, it's, it's good. Yeah. Getting back to our family, the, uh, I was thinking, <laughs> I don't want to get somber here, but you said, you know, both our, our, yep. our parents passed uh, and whatnot, but yeah. uh, how old was Larry? when? Yeah. So dad was uh, 63. 63 when, when he passed away in 2004 at burnaby mountain golf course probably admiring one of his actually he was he was uh on the 17th <laughs> fairway going to uh take his second shot and he he passed away in the golf course had a heart attack yeah. his best friend was there tried his best to revive him but uh yeah a little too late yeah very sad and that was that was 2004 and your dad chris was when like 1990 oh, wow just before the, the olympics yeah oh and wow. Just before the Olympics, and then Mac was born the, the right after that, so he missed he missed both of. You know, Dusty, I never made that connection. Obviously, and it's tough because your dad, my dad, and their other brother Danny all passed away before their older sister. Yeah, so the older sister outlasted all three well, of the brothers. The reason why I was brought it up, and, yeah. and I want to make uh, light of it, uh, but but I've thought about this. I'm like. I got another eight years. <laughs> we don't have a good track record. Yeah. Uh, as far as how old was Danny when he passed? Uh, he, no, yeah. was, your dad was 59, right? 59. Yeah. I believe uncle Danny was 59 as well. Yeah, and right. then dad made it to 63. So at least <laughs> hopefully we'll get to the mid sixties between the two of us. 
It's it's not good odds, man. Not good odds. I'm like, I feel like I'm in good shape too. Yeah. It's uh yeah, no. Well, I'm gonna I, brag I, about you a lot. I know this is your podcast, and you didn't bring me on just to brag about you. Like, we're not that <laughs> smart, but I am gonna I, I tell everyone you're like the coolest grandpa I know. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Doesn't make you right. feel old, does it? <laughs> no, actually, the, the one blessing of having kids so young is yeah. I, I got to uh, I get really get to enjoy that end of things being a grandpa and not being too old to uh, enjoy that part. Yeah. uh, Yeah. No, it's been really cool. That's awesome. uh, It's a little bit unfortunate. Brittany and her husband moved up uh, to barrier just up North of Kamloops, I think like a little bit of ways, but they come back and visit and stuff and good. uh, And, uh, but yeah, having grandkids is, is a whole nother level of fun for sure. I'm excited for that. But uh, Sean, Jake and Kayla, if you're listening to this, no rush. Especially Kayla, you're only 13. Okay. <laughs> wow, they're getting up there, eh? They are. They are. And, uh, you know, they're Sean and Jake, they're all, all three of them are good athletes. And people listening to this, they, they might not know. They're actually uh, championship bowlers. Like Jacob, the middle guy, he's the national champion, 10 pin bowling for, for his age, a, a record holder, actually, which is pretty cool. No yeah. way. I did not know. I knew they, I, I knew yeah. he was good. And, and, and you, I, you post a lot of you guys bowling. <laughs> yeah. At first I was like, what, what's the deal with bowling? Yeah. And but then I, I followed and, and realized that they're actually quite talented. They are, they are good. And bowling, you know, there are good athletes that are bowlers, but Sean and Jake also they're, they're good in everything they do. So you can imagine just like, I'm sure you are competitive with your boys we, you know, ping, whether it's ping pong or spike ball or football or basketball, there's a tennis golf. There's always something going on between the three of us. It's a lot of fun for sure. That's cool. Yeah, that's, that's cool. Um, so away from the fam here, a little bit on yeah. to you. Uh, I didn't mean any disrespect when I was trying <laughs> to uh, explain what the heck it is you do. Yeah. But I, you are tireless, tirelessly working. I, I see uh, you're doing your, your vlogging and uh, your, your social media is constant and in, yeah. a good, in a good way, but you also, your, your day job, yeah. you, uh, you're really giving back to the community and doing tons of work that way, but exactly. So your job. Yeah. I'm is, happy to, yeah. My, so your, your title, the title you gave me is right. So I work for the Roman Catholic archdiocese and working for the Catholic church, as you can imagine, Dusty with all the news coming out, it's very challenging right now for sure right with with everything that's in the news but um, i love my job I, I am a director of an office called ministries and outreach and basically we help churches do their their programming their the we train leaders we run events we run meetings and we help all the catholic churches in the lower mainland do their own ministry at the parish levels that's basically the crest of my job and i also work in the communications department too as a content creator so that's that's my full-time gig i'm a failed accountant i studied to become a chartered accountant and had six, six years at price waterhouse coopers three years in audit three years in hr and the past 19 years working for the catholic church so that's my full-time job and my wife gail she's a catholic school teacher she's been a, in the education system for 21 years now so between the two of us we're basically been working for the Catholic Church uh, for the past two decades. So that's full time. Mm-hmm. On top of that, uh, yeah, where where I'd say I'm for better or for worse, I'm more notorious through my Canucks <laughs> blogging. So I'm I've been a season ticket holder since 2010, 2011, and we obviously know what happened. That we're celebrating the 10 year anniversary of that right mm-hmm. now. So that was my first year as a season ticket member, and I remember, man, I, I was joking. I was thinking about this. You probably know where I'm going with this. I remember texting you during that 
Stanley Cup run exactly 10 years ago. I said, hey, man, is this Tim Thomas really good? Or is, can Luongo pull this off? And I remember you were giving, I won't spill beans here, but you are giving me some insight. You are giving me some predictions as to what you thought would happen 10 years ago. <laughs> Spoiler alert, they actually came true. But anyways, yeah, so that's what my, that was my first year of being a season ticket holder. And as part of that, um, I started a YouTube channel at the same time. And it wasn't daily vlogs before. It was, you know, reflections on this game, something about the Winter Olympics, blah, blah, blah. But in the past four or five years, I've been doing almost daily vlogs, pregame previews, postgame analysis, uh, a lot of those things. And uh then three dozen. Oh, now that I'm talking to you, I got to get you in one of these. We keep talking about this. Three dozen parody songs where I'll write. I basically butchered about three dozen classic songs <laughs> of, of our of modern era. But yes, parody songs where I take lyric, uh, take a popular song, change the lyrics up, Canucks related. And Dusty, what's cool, about five or six of those, I've actually worked with the team themselves. So their videographers, their their oh, uh, no you know, way. cameramen, yeah, their 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 production. So we do like the kind of the the raw ones in my living room with me, Marie, usually Marie Huey, the 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 really well known singer, and then my piano. Sometimes we bring in other musicians, other singers, and then sometimes we work with the connects themselves. But it, I I'm getting a little old. Like I'm not sure if people like when people watch those videos, when they watch the music videos, I know they're not looking at the fat 46 year old Asian guy, right? They, they, they <laughs> like the music. Marie is a wonderful, beautiful inside and out. They like to see and hear Marie. I get that. So that that's fun from the music side. And it's actually got me some opportunities, but more importantly, I, it's just a way for me to express my fandom, my creativity yeah. a little bit. And I, I don't mind, you know, I don't have the biggest YouTube channel out there. There's guys that have way bigger channels, but I'd like to think I'm the most consistent and um, it, it has afforded me some pretty cool opportunities, like meeting members of the team, getting into the arena, working with the Canucks, doing this, being in this fan campaign. So I love it. It's it's a passion of mine. I spend a lot of time, energy, and money um, on the team, and thankfully my wife is good with it. And uh, <laughs> I love how though you are the actual, you're the most popular emo that I always say. And I love how I, I drop your name uh, like about once a week on Twitter, and and people <laughs> are asking about you, what you're up to, and I know we're gonna we can talk about that later, but it's. It's pretty cool that anytime I have a hockey related question, whether it's strategy, coaching, how does this work? Why do they do this? That you're always quick to, to reply. And even when you were working with the Kings and the Jets, even the fun, some of the fun banter we had back and forth. So mm -hmm. long way to say work for the Catholic church and free time. I do a lot of uh, YouTube stuff, connects vlogging, do some speaking on the side, some music and, and that's really, and then most importantly, husband and father, of course. Yeah. I just, it, it blows my mind that you, I know you work very hard with the church mm. to, to see what you do outside of that and find all the time to, you must uh, really organize well and yeah. uh, to find that, not just the energy, but the organizational skills to, <laughs> to keep, to do all that, man. Cause that's a lot. Like you do a lot. Yeah. And I will say, and you kind of hinted at this too, cause your kids are, are older as well. It, it helps that my kids are 19, 17, 13 now. It's not like they're nine, seven, and three, right? right. So the, it, they're more independent. They can help out or they do their own thing. Gail's amazing. She, she, we're completely different. I'm very extroverted. She's very introverted, but she still supports me. She's a great cheerleader that way. And and I'll, I'll give my you my 30-second you know, theory. I don't think that anyone's too busy. If it, Dusty, if someone ever says to you that they're too busy, tell them that's, that's, they're full of it. Because I think... Um, you can always make time for the people and the things that you want to see and want to do all those things. If someone says they're busy, it's because they're a poor time manager. Now you might not get to do everything you want to do, but you certainly have to learn to prioritize. And as I get older, um, 
learning to say no is very important. And I think a lot of young people, young adults have this complex where they have to say yes to everything. I have to be everything to everyone. No, right. I choose who I want to be with. I value quality over quantity when it comes to number of friends. And it, it allows me to have the time and energy to do what I want to do. Very cool. Very yeah. Cool. Thanks, man. No, I, I, I follow. It's kind of funny when I see you on the social media, mainly the Twitter stuff, because yeah. uh, the when I read the comments yeah. <laughs> and uh, people are like, are you related to the, uh, yeah. the, the coach Dusty Emo? Like, hello. Like, duh. Sorry, <laughs> no disrespect, but like, come yeah. on. How yeah. many emos are out there? Yeah. And I, I, I will add to that saying, you might be one of the only people that I ever have on this show that actually knows how to say my our names right. Well, of course. Well, and I get it. Look at the way it's spelled. It looks like Imu, Emu. Like, I, I get that. I, I actually don't <laughs> get mad when, when people mispronounce it. Gail gets more upset, my wife. But um, you must have had some butch, butcherings throughout your, your career, for sure. Like, if well, they don't get to know you. like Well, there's, you talk uh, 15 years pro well start junior so that's six yeah. years junior 15 years pro and then i don't know what i'm at now coaching 10 <laughs> years, whatever uh all of the hockey world i would say 99 percent of the hockey world yeah call me emu what does kevin woodley call you he uh emu, you, right yeah I'm, I'm pretty sure if you listen to i've yeah. been on the in goal magazine podcast twice yeah, and probably if you go back, he probably says emu. And Hockey Night Canada, I know they. It's pretty cool, man. They're giving you some love when Jack Campbell had that great run to the end yeah. of the regular season, and even as recently as the the recent playoff series where I thought he played well. They've mm -hmm. they're quick to give you credit because he's quick to give you credit, and that's that must feel good, man. That's awesome. Yeah, it's been really cool. Um, it's I'm not the biggest uh, self promoter in the world. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, I, uh, I do that all for the family. So yeah. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I uh, have been, I don't know, in, in, in the shadows a little bit, which is, I, it's never been an issue for me, but moving forward, you know, as far as the, the head positions and, and people thinking yeah. my name should be in, in yeah. for some of these jobs that possibly are coming up. Uh, it has helped uh, uh, immensely. Um, it's, the amount of attention that it's brought, like I haven't changed anything as far as yeah. what I've done uh, with Soupy and uh, yeah, uh, and you know we we still do the same uh, thing uh, in in I help them and and in our connection still, but uh, the amounts of things he said and then the story there is a cup there are a couple things that were kind of key. One was James Myrtle's article. Yes. Uh, that one was pretty big, actually. Uh, a lot of um, people that I actually knew in the hockey world, but they didn't know. Like, really, they thought Jack just went to L.A. and started playing great, and, mm -hmm. and they really didn't put uh, everything together as to his real um, path and what yeah. really happened with Jack yeah. right from the bottom the, the the from him being drafted onward and what really happened mm -hmm. and once that kind of got out it, it uh for me it, it helped people show what i do um that's yeah. cool and can yeah, I ask, no, yeah. It, was, it was cool it was cool i know it's your podcast can i ask you a couple questions about goaltending and, and goaltending coaching and stuff like that 
<laughs> okay, shoot, man. Okay, then. well, firstly, um, I want to know what you thought of Jack's play in the series against against Montreal. The Montreal series? Yeah, yeah. I, I thought he did an amazing job. Yeah, me I too. thought he, he uh, y- you can look at the end result and he lost and, and you can look at the, the fact that he was up um, three to one and he lost and mm. all these different things. But he went out every night and uh, he gave it, he left it all out on the ice every single night. And if you look, and I'm not a huge stats only guy, yeah. but stat, you know, stats do show, show some, some signs of what had happened. And, and he's a 1.81 and a wow. 9.34. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. he right i think right now he's like second uh yeah. in goals against or whatever and uh in the stanley cup playoffs we and haven't he, seen those type of numbers since you played with the Kelowna packers <laughs> yeah no those are amazing amazing yeah. amazing numbers for his first go around wow uh as a stanley cup playoff performer so yeah. uh yeah he lost and yeah it's devastating but yeah. um once Jack and I reconnect here, once he's had some time to breathe, uh, yeah. he'll he'll know from me that uh, I've you know I've texted him and told him that yeah. um, what he's did this whole season, right from start to finish, is truly amazing. Mm. He's got nothing. Like he was pretty hard on himself on that last interview. Mm. And that is his nature, and right. we, we've worked on that, you know, because it it's kind of it took over him for quite a while and that really hurt him but you can't just it, that doesn't just disappear and all of a sudden now i'm great no matter nothing can affect me like it's yeah. going to affect him it's going to sting for a while but i think if we use this the right way he can really learn from this whole experience the yeah. playoffs and everything and next year i think he can really really uh, bounce from this and yeah and kind of just even ascend even more because when you think about it like i i told him that all the greats and he's not there yet but like you talk broder wah fear you name it they've all lost the game seven they've all shit the bit they've all (laughs) all had brutal uh, series they've all done they've had good parts of their career and great parts of their career but uh as it depends on what you take it all depends on what you take from that you know mm. the times you fail and he got really close uh and i think he'll come back even stronger if he uses it the right way yeah what That's, makes him so good uh, and then i'll ask you about the canucks but what, what, what makes uh, campbell so good um there's a there's quite a few things, but yeah. I would think the main thing I really believe is he he really uh, he has a team first mentality mm-hmm. and uh, a selflessness about him that uh, allows him to uh, bring people in to his to bring the team together and people play for him. I believe that's one of his biggest assets. Uh, he's he's got an amazing talent, yeah. And and but 
so so many of the goalies the NHL or even in the American League. There's a lot of great goalies out there with talent wise, but I think that's really something he brings to the table uh, that really resonates in playoffs too. And I think you know if he, he gets a team that uh, figures it out, uh, yeah. uh, I think if they can come together. Um, he can do some great things in the playoffs. I really believe it. Um, but, but it's a team game, you know. He's not yeah. a lone, he's not a lone warrior. So everybody's got to get it going. You know what I mean? For sure. No, that's cool. And it, like I said, I, I love it when you get recognized in the media, whether it's print media interviews or or on TV. Because uh, the uh, people, it's kind of cool. You talk about social media and especially Twitter. People will see it and then they'll they'll tweet me directly and say, "Hey, your cousin Dusty just got some love on Hockey Night, or yeah, yeah. Kelly Rudy was just talking about or whatever." And it, it's it's really neat to see. Actually, it's uh, I appreciate that people uh, a recognize you and b know that know that obviously that we're still close and we're connected. And that that makes me very happy. So, am I allowed to ask you about the Canucks, or am I, are we gonna get in trouble here? Or? <laughs> you can ask me anything oh, you want. Okay. I might not answer it. Okay, okay. So here's here's the thing. As we hear all this stuff about Ian Clark maybe getting resigned, maybe not, maybe whatever. Mm-hmm. So people know and they're they're not even shy about even saying, well, you know, we don't hire him. What about Dusty? And because I've been advocating for you for so long while recognizing that Ian Clark is you know, generally recognize it as, as very good in the industry. Mm-hmm. So then I've told everyone, I have no fear, no reservations about if Ian Clark did not resign and the Canucks hired you, which they should. I have no fear that people are like, Oh, Dusty's not Ian Clark. Who's this guy? Blah, blah. I said, no, this guy, this is going to be awesome. So my question is who do I got to talk to in the team to uh, make this happen for you? <laughs> Cause I know actually I met Travis green a couple of times at charity functions. I don't know him as well as you know him. Cause I know he knows you. Cause once I introduced myself as Clay Emo, I'm uh, Dusty's my first cousin. He'll, you know, he'll always say, Oh yeah. How's he doing? You know, I'd be mean to call him or I remember. So yeah. uh, have you talked to him at all? Like pre post COVID? <laughs> I'll just ask you this, this is becoming my podcast now, but I want to know. <laughs> I did text with him just before the uh that whole covid thing with the team happened and after that uh (laughs) he had other things to deal with so i just kind of laid back and and whatnot but like his uh, own future yeah 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 Yeah. Yeah. but uh yeah no we we haven't we haven't spoke in in a while but uh so yeah that's that part yeah yeah (laughs) Uh, yeah, no, I haven't. Uh, I haven't uh, talked with him or the team about it. You know, Ian Clark is the goalie coach, and yep. uh, uh, I don't really know uh, mm. what officially is really going on yet with, with okay. the, what they're trying to do. Right. So we'll see. That's, that's we'll fair. See what, we'll see what happens. Uh, uh, we're in in the industry. You, I try to be respectful. You know. Of course. I'm not, I'm not going to go in there and say, Hey, I'm here, man. Like, uh, I, you know, you don't need Ian Clark or, or, you know what I mean? Like, or, or even say, if you don't want Ian Clark, I'm here. You know, we just, uh, that's something you, you don't really do. Yeah. Uh, every, my name, they know I'm here. They know I'm, I'm, uh, available. And if, mm-hmm. if they go, a different route or whatever then maybe maybe we'll uh you know my agent will will, will move after that but right, right now i'm just waiting to see because there's a lot up in the air with that organization 
Yes. I presume, I presume I know the answer, but I want to hear from you. Would you like the opportunity to coach here in Vancouver? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I said this before when I left LA, excuse me. And I went to, uh, the KHL in Russia. Yeah. I, I always said that, uh, the, when I left the, the, the money was very good and it wasn't about being a head NHL guy that motivated me. Mm. It was opportunity for challenge and, and making a good living. Uh, that, that combination, you know, those things that were important to me uh, needed to fill in those boxes for me to think that it was a good fit. Right. And, but I did say for me to go back and now I'm sitting here, I'm back is uh, <laughs> Vancouver, uh, Seattle um, were probably the two most interesting to me sim- simply mainly because I'd be close to home. Yeah. Uh, and I think it would be pretty cool that way. Yeah. Uh, and then challenge wise, uh, the Seattle thing would be really neat to start something new, yeah. uh, be a, be a part of something new and, and create something, uh, help create something would be really, really neat. Um, but yeah. you know, obviously there, there's some, some possible opportunities, uh, with all different organizations, uh, in the NHL and people can guess who those are based on, you know, some of the challenging years, some of the organizations have had, mm-hmm. but obviously being out West uh, is a big bonus for me at this point in my life. Uh, it'd be really cool to stay and it'd be really cool to stay here, here, like in yeah. van. So that would be really neat to growing up, you know, watching the Canucks and stuff. And then finally full circle back here. That'd be pretty neat. It, yeah. 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 So long uh, answer for your, your mm. question. Yes, I, I definitely would. <laughs> De- yeah. Definitely. Well, from what I've read, from what I've heard you hint at, um, I just want stability for you too. Like uh, given what's happened over the past couple of years, um, mm-hmm. for sure. And, uh, you know, I think the, the way that, it sounds like that team's run over there in the K. It makes the Vancouver Canucks look like a uh, Marie Koto, like like or whatever the name is. Like oh, everything's organized perfectly here. Like it's it's that must have been a tumultuous year for you. That's crazy. It's it's not because I remember I remember for my YouTube channel I came over to your house and we had oh, this yeah. awesome chat and you had just signed your contract and you're getting all your paperwork ready and everything was coming at you a mile a minute and you were really excited for the opportunity to go over there. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No comment. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. <laughs> I, that's enough. <laughs> no, you know what? <laughs> Jokes aside. Uh, I really, there were so many things I enjoyed and am grateful mm-hmm. for. Yeah. Uh, there were some things obviously that were not, not great, but, yes. uh, but on a whole, I met some great people I met some great players and, and made some really good friendships yeah. uh, that uh, I'll be forever grateful for. So awesome. yeah, it was a bit challenging as far, you know, I did give up a job yeah. uh, uh, in LA uh, yep. for it. And then the way things we talked, started to talk about it off the air, yep. that 
the way things happened on a normal situation, if I didn't go back to the KHL and come back, I could have, with what I've done in the past, could have landed a job probably a lot easier. Mm-hmm. The way I, the, the NHL was just, it was staggered and it was like up and upheaval, you know, like, and pe- you know, teams now are holding on to contracts, even if they maybe would have made a move normally in the mid season, they're not doing that stuff anymore for head coaches mm-hmm. either. And so it kind of became a real dead time for me. Uh, and then now it's just starting to possibly pick up. So hopefully my phone will ring and maybe mm-hmm. opportunities might arise here. Yeah. But there's, you know, I'm not a rear view mirror type guy, but you know, you have your moments like, geez, I gave that job, oh, totally. that job in LA. But I really, I think I made the right move. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, now I think I'm the next, the next move is, is probably uh, more geared towards a head job now. So yeah. Yeah. And God willing, uh, something comes up. Good. Yeah. You know, and by the way, I, um, I was trying to make a joke about that Japanese organizer. Her name is Marie Kondo. I said Marie Kodo. I don't know what I was thinking there, but uh, pe- some people may know. And if you don't know, that's fine too. You're not missing too much. Um, I was going to ask you, and then I'll let you back, get back to asking the questions, but uh, this is fun. Um, no, that's cool. Um, Pete, I know for me and a lot of people that I talk to on my, on my hockey channel, they might not understand how a, a goaltending system in a team works. Like you hear, we, we hear Ian Clark is the goaltending coach, but that's the guy who works maybe with the guys that are on the main roster. The almost the more important guy is the guy working whether you caught the farm team or in the minor league, right. With the, where you, where you've done all your really good work, right. Like, so it, mm-hmm. do most teams basically have that, a guy that's up with the guys, you know, the, the, the two main guys, then a guy that's working, you know, down on the farm and are there more guys or is it really just kind of those two? It really is. Uh, how do you say? Yeah. S- sporadic as far as what it's yeah. like in the NHL and, and organizations. Yeah. They're, there's a lot of differences between each organization. So it's not as simple. Yeah. This is how it's run in sure. the NHL because some have just have two guys, a guy yep. in the minors and a guy in the NHL and that's yeah. it. And then uh, some actually have a director of goaltending that doesn't even. Uh, what does that guy do? <laughs> he kind of cont- runs it. I guess I don't even really know. Yeah. I've never done that job, but yeah. uh, then, then there's the NHL guy, then there's the development guy and some, there's a couple organizations that might even have a couple scouting, like goalie specific scouting staff. Mm. And uh, some might have an East coast league guy. Okay. But it all really depends. Uh, I know Florida is, is kind of branched out their goalie department as far as, so so people aren't spread too thin like my job got quite busy uh in when in winnipeg then especially in la uh my scheduling you know like seeing guys like drafted guys that aren't even in in the pro ranks yet like in going to a junior team to help them because he's drafted and then going to see draft the bowl guys for the next Mm. year because i'm the the development guy so i'm scouting guys then i'm organizing time and with our guys in the american league ready to make, trying to get them to make that next step to the nhl yeah 
you, you got to balance that amount of time. What's enough, what's too much in one area and whatnot. And it can get really challenging. Mm. So I think some organizations are recognizing to try to not spread that person too thin and maybe, you know, share the, the, the job with some other people in the, in, in the department and Florida's right. doing that. There's a couple others doing that. Right. Uh, but some aren't, some are saving the money and just uh, having two guys. And uh, uh, I don't know actually what Vancouver is doing right now. I know Kluch right. was doing the director thing for a little bit. Right. Uh, I don't think he is now. I don't, I'm not sure, but. So it uh, might just be Clark here and Curtis Sanford in, well, Utica now Abbotsford, I guess, right? Right, right. right. Uh, I think yeah. that's all they got right now. I'm not right. sure. But uh, yeah, everybody's different. It's, uh, right. I know Billy and I really wanted in LA a, a bigger, uh, mm-hmm. a bigger um, pro- a development group uh, as right. far as uh, have our own, you know, Billy uh, foresaw some bigger uh, dream or image of what the goalie department would be. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And now some of the teams are doing that. Um, right. It, it's just real tough right now. It's probably not the right time for some of these organizations with the hit they've taken. Yes. Uh, so uh, I was surprised that some of these like Florida and stuff were, were taking that on, but good on them. I think it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So if the, so here's what I'm thinking. Dusty. I, I think if the Canucks rehire Ian Clark, I think there's two really good options. One is to be the goaltending coach for my roller hockey team, but I, I we can't really <laughs> we can't really pay you that much. I think the other one. Uh, no, no, seriously, would you actually you or your agent would you proactively w- once the Canucks situation is settled, and if it's not you, would you proactively go to Seattle if you haven't already, or is that something you just kind of? I, I I guess I don't know. I'm really curious to know how much is it you proactively having to sell yourself versus. You don't want to come across as looking too eager or whatever. Maybe yeah. you don't care about that, right? You just want to you want to land somewhere. Well, when I was when I was young, uh, earlier in in my coaching career started. Yeah, uh, you're a lot more proactive individually mm-hmm. uh, to get yourself out there. That hey, I'm I'm coaching now, and you know. So when I and I was really fortunate enough to to have flats uh, Wade Flaherty in Winnipeg. Mm-hmm as a friend and uh, one thing led to another and I got that interview in, in, in Winnipeg and was very fortunate to get that job. And then as time went on, you do less uh, sending your resumes out there per se. Now yeah. it's, just, uh, you know, when I get, and I knew Billy in LA and, and then after that, it's not, I don't really have to do that as far as personally, that's why I got the age, uh, an agent, uh, Neil mm-hmm. Glassberg. He, so, uh, I don't, cause I don't like doing that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I thought that part would be really cool to have someone, you know, if they want to sell me or, 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 or help try to get yep. me a job, let them do the talking, uh, mm-hmm. with the work body of work I've done. And then I don't have to feel like that. I don't like that feeling of, you know, saying, Hey, I've done this, this, and this, and this, I've sure. worked with these guys and whatnot. So I'm kind of leaving that up to him. I already had talked with uh, Seattle in the last summer. So, oh, okay. To 
to just because I I uh, I knew Barnsey Stu Barnes. Mm-hmm. He's a close friend of mine, and he was hired on as the pro scout. So got connected uh, through their department and did it. You know, spoke with them, uh, and they're way earlier on, so not ready to make any moves. But they know that I'd be willing to 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 talk and about the opportunity. Yeah. So now it's getting closer, but they they are still waiting on their head to make a decision on the head. So that until okay. that's done, I'd be like right down the food chain as far as picking yeah. the goalie coach yeah. kind of thing. So you know we'll see. Yeah. But hopefully, uh, my agent is will be on top of that. Yeah. When when that time comes, and you know, fingers crossed. Yeah. Well, this isn't about me of course, but it would be quite fascinating if say you, you ended up winding up coaching with the Seattle Kraken, because then, you know, like what I cheer <laughs> for, I got my first cousin, my blood bloodline in the <laughs> NHL coaching against a geographic rival who we hope isn't as good as Vegas was when they came in. But you know, if you were there, then I would excuse them, but then do I ever cheer? And I, do I become Kraken clay instead of Canuck clay? You know, that, that I think that's going a little too far, but no, I, and also I think it'd be amazing if, if you wound up with obviously Vancouver, but even Seattle, you're right. So close. And to be a part of something so new, I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, no, it would be pretty sick. Yeah. And, and I, 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 <laughs> It'd be a real tough thing for you because it's guaranteed they're going to be. Oh yeah, the rivals. Yes, they'll they'll, they'll build on that for sure right off the hop. Yeah, yeah. I, hockey always needs that. Yeah, um, they need those those rivalries. Hopefully, they get this. Our government get their shit together. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. You know what? I, I should have I should have done like a a, a kitty. Like I got to put a buck in every time I swear. But well, if if we go with vulgarity and swears, you're at three bucks right now, which isn't that bad actually. <laughs> not not that I'm counting. <laughs> but yeah, it's 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 joke jokes aside. It's yeah. so messed up. Like I I don't want to at all get political, but seriously, I, I get really pissed when I watch. I'm watching uh, Nashville. Yeah, yeah. Carolina, I know where you're going. And I'm watching this and I'm like, seriously, how can it be like this there? Yeah. And and Canada can be so out of the loop. Yeah. Uh, um, Government-wise, yeah. it, it's messed up. I, I just, I got to shake my head. I yeah. really do because... Uh, we have such a history in our game and it's just suffering so much. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't believe personally that it needs to uh, in this way, but yeah, uh, yeah. hopefully, uh, hopefully they, they can figure it out because that rivalry we were talking about won't happen. Yeah. <laughs> it's so, don't. it's so crazy. Yeah. You see the, the, arenas of full fans or whatever 75 percent capacity and then they're fighting to get 500 people in the in the bells or in in the winnipeg arena right uh for for their their game and so yeah it, it's nuts and i i can only imagine you'd know this better than me just how much that picks up the players and and motivates them and just to hear real fans instead of fake synthetic uh pump through the speaker noise I'll tell you what it's yeah. it's it's not uh, anyone's imagination that it's going to be an issue 
uh, when Winnipeg or Montreal get out of that. Right. Move down to the States and have to play. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like they've been, and you can see it in the series, uh, Mm. the, the uh, Winnipeg Edmonton series and the Toronto series. Yeah. Uh, they played, don't get me wrong, they played hard and, mm-hmm. and uh, it was fun to watch. But then you would flick on these other series. Yeah. They were, and I'm not talking about fans, but they were playing a different level. Yeah. Not because they were better, but they were at a different level. And that, a lot of that has to do with the adrenaline. And, yeah. uh, and they're going to really have to figure that out, whatever Canadian team gets out of it, to, to be able to ramp it up. Yeah. Because uh, they've been playing at this kind of level for a while with no fans and stuff. Yeah. And then they're going to get into these other places. It's going to be, but it can also work to their advantage when the, like, I, are they, I don't even know. I, are they're, they're going to play the whole series down there? Or? Yeah. We don't know. And we don't know if they're going to adopt a home team in a different city. So at least they have quote home fans. Right. right. Who knows? Yeah, I, I, it's going to be really weird because yeah. if they the, if the government doesn't allow the these Canadian teams to or the American teams to to cross and play yeah. and go back and forth, yeah, this is going to be a weird. Yeah, nobody's talked a whole lot about it. I haven't seen anyways. No, nope, me neither. Uh, and I everybody's really scared too. Like when I just said the that's little bit about you know me thinking it's messed up uh it's you got everybody's scared to say something too everybody's only saying the right things because nobody wants to be canceled yeah (laughs) yeah you know what i mean and i'm I'm look you know i'm looking to be hired so you got to be like careful (laughs) but at the same time i don't think it takes a rocket scientist to to see that that's just not it's that's not normal yeah something's yeah. off something's Something, off yeah yeah you're so, right you see florida and tampa going to war in that series or you see yeah. colorado routing vegas at least in game one but the fans are just crazy it's just it's well, yeah. Yeah, nuts well i can't remember what video i saw but it was one of uh one of these games recently and they showed the uh, goal being scored and the, the crowd and they weren't even wearing masks None, yes. so it was just normal back to yeah. Full capacity, normal. Yeah, and uh, I can't imagine it as a as a Canadian fan <laughs> sitting there. It's almost like thank you very much for shoving that in my face. Like, <laughs> and yeah, they have five hundred. Uh, yeah, three people per section at the game. <laughs> frontline yeah. workers. I know, and that was like a big step. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sorry, I, I, I got to stop. I might. No, I, I like, well, and obviously it speaks to the fact that uh, we're a little slower with our double doses. We're a little slower with the whole vaccination. We're a little slower and everything, but at least numbers are going down. There's an, uh, there's an end in sight. I guess that's the biggest thing. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. We'll, yeah. We'll, we'll see. But uh, I'd have thought, I'd have thought you, uh, you've re- for, uh, referred to flats and clutes and, and, <laughs> uh, you know, all these, uh, <laughs> nicknames. So what happens like, uh, like what would be my hockey nickname? And don't say Siv, okay? Like say like a like like what can you do with Clay? Like you can't call uh, me handsome on the ice. Like that's not a really good. Uh, well, that wouldn't nickname. be accurate. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty funny, actually. 
I am the founder of the GLCPC. It's a real club, the Good Looking Canucks Positivity Club. But yeah, I forgot to say that in my intro. What? It's the Good Looking Canucks Positivity Club. It's a real thing. I got interviewed on CBC for it. Oh my! Wait, let me tell you. Let me let me drop some knowledge, Dustin, as you shake your head. I, good thing oh. we're not sitting in the same room. You'd reach over the desk and punch <laughs> me. Okay. The GLCPC, Good Looking Canucks Positivity Club, is not real. But uh, <laughs> I, I made it two years ago in a response to all the negativity that was on Twitter regarding the Canucks. And I, I was just joking with a, another friend of mine and just said, yeah, we're going to make a club. We're good looking and we're positive. Good looking, positive GLP. We're the GLCPC, the Good Looking Canucks Positivity Club. And now it's, there's no membership fees. There's no application. There's no like, uh, you know, judging committee. If I'm the founder, you, you know, standards aren't that high, but I, <laughs> I actually did it as a, as a shtick, but it got me, you know, I got interviewed once on CBC about it. It's in my, it's in my Twitter bio, but it's just something fun. And I say that at the start of my video is just saying, um, you know, I get that the, this management hasn't done everything right in the past, especially with Jim Benning at the helm for the past seven years, but I'm, I choose, I still choose to be positive. It doesn't mean I'm, I'm stupid. It doesn't mean I don't see the, the faults and, and, and the struggles that we've had, but it's my outlook and it's kind of like a shtick now. So people ask me, you know, how do I join and all these kind of things. So yes. <laughs> so Dusty, there's room, even if you're coaching for the Seattle Kraken, I will always have a spot for you in the GLCPC. I will never respond to your <laughs> Twitter, anything you say regarding that. No, I'm going to spam you all. When I, I'm going to share this podcast and I'm going to say if I was on the newest member of the GLCPC. And then I'll deny that we're related. Wait, <laughs> weren't you doing that I'm already? Kidding. No. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That's no, funny. That, that's cool. It, it shows that I, I was actually surprised the, the yeah. following that you've built. Uh, and I think a lot of that comes from that. You're just uh, positive energy. Yeah. And, Here's uh, the thing, Dusty. I um, I think more more that more so than positive. It's uh, I'm genuine. Like there's no Canuck clay that you see on Twitter on YouTube, and then clay emo at the homes like totally negative or a jerk or whatever. <laughs> like, and it has nothing to do with my faith or well, well, my, my faith does give, give me perspective truly. But I think more importantly, I, I'm the same person. I'm the same person at work, at home. And, and in front of this camera, uh, you know, on this podcast or mm -hmm. on my YouTube channel, I'm the same for better, for worse. I'm the same person. So a lot of people like to separate it. And I get that too. But for me, when I do my live streams and when I, when I create content, oftentimes it, it's with the, the boys or with Kayla or Gil, if I can ever convince her. And sometimes I will share a story about my family to start off. And so, you know, once in a while I'll get the, you know, I'll get a comment of, let's say I have a 10 minute video and let's say I don't, I call it, uh, you know, the goaltending future for the Vancouver Canucks. And let's say I do about two or three minutes of intro, what I did on the weekend. Once in a while, I'll get a comment like, oh, he actually starts talking about the topic at the four minute mile, oh, whatever. But mo more people, they <laughs> they actually appreciate that I, that, you know, that I, you know, I'm speaking to them or I'm speaking a bit into my life as a, as a, just as a father, as a dad, as a, as a human being. So then when I do these live streams with people or these, these Zoom meetings, you know, they know a bit more about me. They know a bit more how I'm passionate about my family, how I like to bowl, how I love to play the piano. Others, they don't want that. They want a separation and that's totally cool. But I've always gone the other way for better, for worse. And and you know that from my social media presence, my family bugs me all the time, but but open book to to the most extent. And, mm -hmm. and that's because I want to be genuine. I want to be transparent. And you take, you know, you take what comes with it, basically. It's very cool. And I... I... 
you know, we do totally different things, but one of of the things, uh, same kind of premise, I've always been, uh, I lead my coaching with being positive and Mm -hmm. and, uh, supportive and have that energy at all times. Uh, it, It goes a long way, not just a long way. I think it's a big, uh, solid base to, yeah. to do anything that you're doing it, yeah. i really believe that wholeheartedly and i've learned that more and more over time mm-hmm. growing as a as a coach you know i was a different person when i played and even right at the end when i retired i still hadn't uh figured out exactly myself i was still learning and i still am learning but uh i really have figured out one thing that uh the old way of coaching and, and, and putting the hammer down and all of that stuff does not work for me. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Sounds like you do a similar type thing. It's a different job, but you, yep. you lead with that. And I think that's, uh, that's awesome. Yeah. The one thing I will say, and I, I love how you kind of drew the parallel there between your coaching and my ministry or whatever it, and my vlogging is it's about relationships. And the, the thing that came out, really in all the stories about you and Jack Campbell working together was, wasn't so much how you coached him, but it was the relationship, right. That mm-hmm. you, that you built with them. The fact that you help, you were the, one of the guys there that was there for when he was in his toughest times, or you were one of the guys there that mm-hmm. were, always believed in him. And uh, you know, whether that's in ministry and coaching in teaching and mentoring in relationships, I mean, sorry, in family relationships is the key because uh, I use this saying in, in ministry, you have to earn the right to be heard or, or I, a better one is, uh, I always say young people won't care how much you know until they know how much you care. You could say that about your coaching. Jack Campbell probably didn't know. Uh, okay, care. hold on. I got to write that down. Yeah, okay. So this, <laughs> write this down. You ready? Jack Campbell said, Dusty, I don't care how much you know until I know how much you care. It's true. People won't awesome. care. Yeah, That's it's awesome. true. Think about it, right? In your coaching, mm-hmm. you had to develop a relationship of trust with Jack before he would believe anything you said. Otherwise, you're 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 just the next guy who's p- collecting a paycheck, right? Who wants to mm-hmm. maybe jump to the next level? But no, you invested time, energy into him, and that's why he's quick to give you credit. And it's a beautiful thing. That young person that I'm I'm ministering to, I don't know a thing about him, or he doesn't know a thing about me. But if I can get to know him, and he gets to know me a little bit, and trust why I'm speaking into his life, why I want him to make this decision, why I want him to look at things in this way as opposed to that way. I can't do that unless I build a relationship with him. And I'll, I'll tell you this really quick story that, mm-hmm. that speaks to this. You know how I said that I did six years at the accounting firm and then I, I've done 19 years at the, the archdiocese. Yeah. There was a time right in the middle dusty where I actually wasn't sure what I was going to do. Uh, you know, the accounting thing had gone its way. Cause I, I didn't pass. I did three years of HR. And then I was kind of struggling trying to see what was next. I actually, um, got recruited to take a, a church job in Long Island. So I could have been an Islanders fan. So right in <laughs> on Long Island and um, they flew Gail and me down there and they recruited us and they tried to woo us. Well, Gil wasn't impressed that there's only one Chinese restaurant in the whole town, but that's okay. I said, what do you expect? There's a small town USA, right? So <laughs> she flew back. She loved the people. She flew back. And then I stayed and went to camp with these kids. And because they were trying to, you know, I think it was two, both things. They wanted me to see if I liked the people, but I think they wanted the kids to see if they liked me, right? So it was a double whammy. So it's the first night of camp. Um, we're sitting in our cabins and a small group time, just like anything. And then I remember Dusty, I was like, I was talking to this one kid and says, 
you know, you should be doing this. Why don't you think about this? Have you ever thought about this? And then he says to me, Mr. Clay, because it's very respectful and probably couldn't say emo. So he says, Mr. Clay, I said, he says to me, you have no right to talk to me like that because you don't know a darn thing about me. Wow, this 13-year-old kid put me back then, a 25-year-old hotshot youth worker in my place, a guy that was being recruited to take this job. Yeah. And he, he put my place. And that's the, that's the biggest lesson I've learned, not just in ministry, but overall. He said to me, yeah, yeah, you have no right to say anything because you don't know a thing about me. So that's why, whether it's, again, they don't care how much you know until they know how much you care, earning the right to be heard, seek first to, to, to understand before being understood, all those mantras, it all talks to relationships. So I'll get off my soapbox now, but I, I did want to kind of talk about that. I think that's really important in all facets of life. I think that is so well said, and yeah. it's kind of funny because I, I, uh, I'm not as good at, obviously you do a lot of, public speaking and people at will interview me i'll do podcasts or interviews you know this uh what's the magic or you know your what do you do and and how do you do it and and i managed to 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 sputter out you know kind of my philosophies or whatever but i don't have it all written down so it changes as far as you know, what comes out of my mouth, but what you just said uh, speaks volumes to ex- exactly yeah, the foundation of how I coach. That's all. Aw- well, that's awesome. Totally. It's, uh, it's, it is it. And, uh, and it is like, I still work on my craft, if you will, yeah. the, what I do and teaching and on the ice and my knowledge about goaltending and all of that stuff. But, None of it matters <laughs> at all yeah. if you don't uh, have that connection and that closeness with that guy. In my my belief, there are a lot of old school people out there that don't agree with me mm. still. Uh, I've had uh, walls uh, as far as that's concerned uh, saying, you know, you, you, someone told me in the past, they, you know, they don't, uh, I don't care if, uh, they like you, they need yeah. to respect you. And that's right. kind of how it's been with a lot of us in the past. Mm-hmm. I never caved to that because, yeah. and then I'm glad I didn't because the, the more I didn't, uh, the more success I kept having. And you, you learn what is really working and why it's working. Once yes. I, I was uh, lucky enough and smart enough to, to see what was why it was working the way it was like it wasn't just because i was getting on the ice and teaching them these things uh it was all these other things that was leading the charge and uh, it became the staple of what i do so i think it's really cool that you mentioned all those things (laughs) we do absolutely nothing uh similar yeah but it really (laughs) it was bang on the same so that's pretty cool it's so funny. And that's the kind of the, the revelation I'm having to sitting here, Dusty is yes. Um, I, I don't think you'll ever be a youth minister and I know I'm never <laughs> ever going to be a, a goalie coach, but in all seriousness, we, we are talking the same language. And when you say um, it's a matter of, you know, they shouldn't like you, they should respect you. No, it's a, it can be a both and not an either or because the same as in ministry, they might say, or a teacher, no, they, you're the teacher first. You're, they shouldn't be friends with you. But in ministry, it's a little different in that you can build up a, a friendships too. Yes. They should respect you as, as their leader. 
um, and you got to set an example, but they, they should, there's nothing wrong with, with building that friendship. The other thing that's funny is I think why we connect well. And when you talk about when you get interviewed or on podcasts or vlogs or, or when you're guests, our communication styles are, are quite different. Um, I talk a mile a minute. I've never met a camera microphone. I didn't like, I stutter a lot because I'm so <laughs> excited. I think that like the time's going to run out or something. I got to get all my words in. You are so laid back that sometimes I need to check if you're still awake. Like, so that, I think that's a really, it's a really nice uh, combination, but it's, it's good. It's good fodder. Cause honestly, when you talk, uh, it slows me down and I listen and cause you are a good storyteller. And I've always known you to be, um, even though you're like the famous cousin who we wanted all to make the NHL and all that you were, you've always been a thinker. You've always been quite uh, deep in, in, in a good way. And that's why it's uh, it's never shallow, which, which is pretty, even if you are shooting pucks at me from six feet away. <laughs> You notice how every time I tell a story, it gets closer. Like before you were 12 feet away and now it's 10 feet away, yeah. eight feet. By, by the end of this podcast, you were behind me shooting at me or something like it would be pretty yeah. bad. Yeah. The story has changed over the years. It, it for sure has changed, but I'll let you keep telling it. However okay. You want. Thank It'll you. Thank you. Thank feel you. better. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. You mentioned the way I speak and stuff. Cause I get comments all the time about, uh, <laughs> my family, uh, like what will they say? Well, I there's another side. Obviously, there was a whole other side to me and how I played and how I was, and there's a different side to me for sure. Okay, I could lose it, but um, over time, uh, I really always was, you know, uh, like you said, deep thinker, if you will, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, yeah, I just really understood. A, that it mattered for people to, for myself to sit when someone was talking and, and let them speak and listen. And then when I speak, I, I do get comments about that. I speak slow and quiet <laughs> and, and uh, speak up, speak into the mic, you know, that kind of shit. But uh, um, it, it's me and that's how I roll. And, you know, oh. I think in general, though, I, it was weird when I first started the podcast, there was one thing I was worried about. Mm. Would people think it's too slow or I'm too quiet or this or right. that? But uh, it's a little bit of the opposite. I've gotten the response I've got is they enjoy that. Uh, oh, good. People, no. maybe it's that, maybe I got that trance voice. Maybe people just sit and like get in this trance and they're like, holy shit, I just listened to the whole podcast. <laughs> Well, this is meant all out of love, but I have listened to a few of your episodes and I have to check to make sure that I'm listening at one speed and not 0.5 or 0.25. I'm just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Well, especially the, I've had a couple guests, like when I had Mike Stuthers, yeah. uh, we're like at other opposite decibels. And then, uh, then I had Biz on oh, all, yeah. all this net. It was pretty, f the, the difference in, in styles of speaking is <laughs> pretty pretty huge i've tried really hard to i, I still want to be me and I, I don't want to change that but i've tried really hard to not say as many and uh and uh, these kinds of things and speak more fluent fluently yeah ah, but whatever I, I can't change how i speak right yeah exactly so is biz is biz off the air, off camera, exactly the same that he is. You know, we were talking about being genuine, right? And being a true reflection of yourself. But mm -hmm. I get, I'm not as famous as Paul Bissonnette, right? So is he right. the same guy on and off? Or is is he, does he turn it on, so to speak? 100% the same guy. Wow. That like, could be tiring. Uh, he's uh, 
what you hear on pods yeah. or interviews or whatever, that's him. Which yeah. is why people connect with him so well. Yes. He's the genuine article. Yeah. Uh, that's why pe- people connect with Soupy so well. Uh, great point. You know what I mean? They're different people and yeah. I try to be the same way, but it people get that. They 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 it's like a mag a magnet. Uh, mm. even if they don't know that they're getting drawn in to that person, it's because they're genuine. Yeah. Yeah, business. <laughs> He's like that all the time, man. Like when he when we were together in 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 the LA organization, I got to witness him full on player mode. He's 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 unbelievable. Yeah. yeah, yeah, unbelievable, tiring to watch, but uh, so much fun, man. He's awesome. Oh, that's pretty funny. Have you? You don't have to name them, but have you ever been around players or coaches who are? I don't know. Disingenuous is the right word, but they almost put on a show or a facade or a face for the for whether the media availability or the press conferences or whatever. Just a few. Yeah. <laughs> just, just a few. Uh, yeah. And I get it. If it's not your thing, like, uh, coaches aren't hired to be PR guys. Like I get all that. And yeah. especially now these days before COVID, you know, you're out there after every single game, you know, in front of everyone. So I, I, I yeah. Yeah. What's well, the nature of the business sometimes? Yeah. yeah. You know, some people change too over time. It's, it's high, high um stress especially the the higher up you go in coaching head coach gm the stress level is a whole nother level yeah <laughs> like yeah. i don't even when coaches make mistakes or can be idiots or or can be rude or mean or whatever i do give them a little leeway in the sense that what they do and the amount of work it it, I can't even imagine how you keep that all dialed in all yeah. the time. Yeah. You know, they, you know, things can explode at times because there's just so much that they're dealing with. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, you, you run into a few in, in the business that uh, act one way yeah. Yeah. in camera and then act another way behind the camera. But oh. uh, I think yeah. that's, like that with anybody in the that's entertainment true. business not just yeah hockey you know it can be like that that's true is it too easy of a presumption to make that to now that campbell's out that you're cheering for connor and the jets because of your experience there or is it is it far enough removed where you might be cheering for another team or another goaltender oh no i always root for the guys who i've yeah. become friends with or worked with and so Hallie is you know, it, I was really, I was so pissed and bummed that personally that I, that uh, the Leafs didn't get out of that round because yeah. I was like, yeah, you would have uh, Campbell for Salabak. Helly, uh, yeah, oh, that's right. Soupy, uh, match would have been so cool for me to watch. Yeah, I would have been just so pumped. Yeah, but yeah, now that now that uh, I don't. I'm not a Jets fan uh, per se, yeah. but I'm a, I know the guys on that team and I'm a huge Hellebuck supporter. So I, I will always root whoever I've worked with on as best I can. Yeah. But, uh, I was there every time Helly and Soup played against each other. 
I was like in my head, sorry, Heli, but you know, you won the Vesna. You've done, <laughs> you've done a lot of great things. It's time for soup to shine. And yeah. <laughs> I yeah. wanted them to both do well, but, uh, yeah. and, and to tell you the truth, I'm watch. I just found out I was tra- uh, keeping track of the world championships. Yep. Uh, Cause I hadn't been keeping track. So I looked, checked out the, the web page and I, I saw the top two goalies in the, in the stats right now uh, is uh, Cal Peterson is number one and uh, UC Okinawa is number two. And I had UC in Winnipeg. Oh, and, I didn't know that. Yeah. So the, those two boys are, are lighting it up over there and that's awesome. And uh, yeah. So you now I just hope any guy, any guy that I've ever worked with, even if it was for a short time when sure. I see something, them do something good yeah i just it makes me feel good it's but that is the best part of the job obviously you want to make money doing it but yeah one of the most gratifying things ever is when you help someone in their lives and make a difference and yeah. uh, when they do well that's mm-hmm. part of making the difference so okay be honest you have to you, i know you wouldn't lie to family six years ago what no what it, no it's probably 2004 yeah seven years ago when you were working with with Hellebuck, did you think you'd be this good be honest uh yeah yeah okay i, I saw a really good thing uh great things out of him moving forward wow uh did i think he was gonna win the Vesna? <laughs> i i don't know i did I think he could? Yeah. I think a lot of the guys that I've worked with, I think they've got great potential. I really yep. believe Cal Peterson is can win a Vesna kind of thing. Wow. Yeah. I really believe that. And I think Supi has great things ahead of him. Yeah. Uh, I never really, and I try to encourage this in all the goalies I've worked with that that really shouldn't be your focus. And so it was never my mm-hmm. focus yeah. uh, that he become a Vesna winner or a Stanley yeah. Cup winner. I just want them to be the best versions of themselves. But yeah, to answer your yeah. question, I saw him because he saw that in himself too, he, right. <laughs> in spades. Yeah. he Not an arrogance, but definite confidence in what he could do. Yeah. Uh, I knew that about him. So I knew if he was open to improving and, and taking – uh, instruction and stuff uh, that he was just going to grow. And obviously he has. <laughs> you know, what's interesting. You, you also, you referenced how you left a, you know, a, de- a de- decent situation in LA to, to try out the K, the KHL. And then I, I, I always thought about, you know, goaltending, goaltending and, and Cal Peterson and Campbell when he was there, but overall LA's they're primed to make a big step in the next couple of years with all the dynamic young players they have there it's they're gonna be an exciting team to watch yeah i have no idea if if i knew all that stuff i'd be a gm <laughs> but, but uh yeah they they've got a lot of pieces yeah. they have a lot of talents uh yeah. it, who knows how they develop right because i've seen yeah. it all different directions of guys that look to be sheer locks as far mm-hmm. as superstars that end up being total busts. I've seen the opposite guys that nobody thought had any right to be even in the American league turn out to be great NHL players. So, wow. uh, but yeah, the, the pieces look to be promising for them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I'm hopeful for them because I know a lot of the people obviously in that organization. Yeah. And I do believe Cal is uh, destined to be an elite top five kind of guy. So yeah. Just to give people a a quick uh, peek into our relationship. I remember when Cal played his first game in Vancouver Mm -hmm. here, we're traveling with the team and then we were joking around about uh, Pedersen versus Peterson uh, you know, who would come out on top that night. I think, I think LA won that night actually. Oh, when I was there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 And then, uh, and then you were, it was funny. Um, I think <laughs> I, we were joking around. We, I asked you for a scouting report on yeah. P- Peterson. You said he was good. And I said, well, Peterson's really good too. And then I said, I, I gave you an unsolicited scouting report. I just said, he might try and shoot and score. And you, you weren't impressed with my scouting report. So <laughs> Yeah, sometimes I don't respond. <laughs> You're not the only one, sadly. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, I'll ask you uh, one little thing here. Sure. I was going to ask uh, your thoughts about the team, the Canucks, your team. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm before, all, you know, I got to ask that. Like uh, you're the, you're the Canuck guy. Yes. So, People have been probably there'll be a few Canucks people uh, that listen to this. So, yeah. uh, what are your thoughts? Yeah. So, my thoughts are this. Um, this, I think we're in for one more tough year because of the money that's on the book still. Guys like, you know, Beagle Roussel, Holtby, and Erickson taking up between 18 and 20 million dollars at the end of this upcoming season, all that money comes off as well as uh, Luongo's cap recapture penalty. I don't call it a recapture. I call it recapture. <laughs> Cause that's how I feel about it. So you got over 20 million coming off. Yes. Flat cap. Yes. Uh, you know, is, is Vancouver a desirable place for free agents anymore? Given Benning's reputation, given maybe how well or how not well COVID the end of the COVID situation is still, you know, obviously a beautiful city. We both right. live here. We both love it here. So I do think we're in for one more year. That's going to be tough. Now, if they go back to the old divisions, you could argue that Vegas and Edmonton might be the only locks as, as playoff teams. And you could have Vancouver, Seattle, Calgary, uh, sorry. Yeah. Vancouver, Seattle, Calgary, and the three California teams all fighting for two spots. Who knows? Um, obviously I love Pedersen. Uh, I mean, do you put Edmonton in there? No, I said Vegas and Edmonton would be the two. I think yeah. that are locks. Yeah. You don't really. Yeah. No, I still think so. I, I, how do you argue against McDavid and dry settle, but they weren't very good in the, in the playoffs. So all to say, I, I'm not going to sit here and say the Canucks won't or will make the playoffs. I do like the fact that they, they do have a young core. They uh, that's getting older. I, I get that. And they maybe, uh, but you have good players at positions in, in Demko and Hughes and Pedersen and Besser and Horvat. But do, is there enough around them? Has Jim Benning did enough with right. the money to, to surround them with, with uh, decent, decent supplementary or secondary cast. So, um, I think the proof will be in the pudding next summer when they have a bit of money to spend, you know, Hughes and Pedersen will be locked up with at least three year contracts. And then, uh, then we'll see. So I I'm positive. I'm optimistic. I want to get in the arena uh, as long as it's safe to do so. I do miss that part. I miss meeting fans. I miss the energy there, but I, I'm hopeful, but you know, as much dusty as, as much time and energy and money I put into the team. Uh, I think this year has, has taught me, has reminded me to keep things in perspective as well. So, Sure, I want them to win, but I'm not gonna freak out that they they're not truly. There's a lot <laughs> yeah. of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a 
Well, Vancouver, I won't say Vancouver is quite like Toronto yeah. or Montreal, but they're definitely a close runner up to those places as far in terms as of, yeah. the media and fandom that sure. can be pretty hard. <laughs> yeah. It can be pretty hard. And, you know, I, I get it. Like everybody, you know, the whole reason why you're a fan, you want to, you want a winner. Mm-hmm. That's, that's why you cheer. That's why you, it's the best feeling in the world when you're cheering on your team to the Stanley cup. That's awesome. Yeah. So, so I don't, I don't you I see it on it. Twitter. Yeah. On Twitter, Twitter's such a crazy place. I think I, I, from what I can tell you do a pretty good job of avoiding any of the drama. It's not, but uh, at the same time, you're not as connected say, to the Canucks as, yeah, yeah. as I would be as a fan, but you know what it's like. You, you say one thing and you have people arguing this, you have other people arguing this and people get so caught up in making their point and trying to get the last word. They've, so half the time forget what they're arguing about in the first place. Yeah. It's silly. Yeah. I, I don't I, bother. I I uh totally appreciate social media and I use it all the time. Yeah. Uh because it's very important in part of that whole connection thing I told you about. Yeah. But as far as the negative st- stuff, see, yeah. I didn't say yeah, you're only at four dollars. Yeah. <laughs> um all that negative stuff, uh I don't. I think because I'm like that all the time. I and I, I make sure I don't uh, go down those rabbit holes. That's I smart. really rarely have someone say anything negatively yeah. uh, to me. Uh, rarely, rarely. Um, Good. Uh, but what I do read stuff, and I'll I'll be like shaking my head, and you know, if if I was not in the public eye or whatever, yeah. I'd be losing it on some of these people <laughs> because it, it just, some of the stuff that they say, um, everybody can have their own opinion. And I, that's not what I got a problem with. It's like, they turn it into, this is their arena. Like, cause they have no real balls in mm-hmm. person. It's like their arena to fight almost. It's like they, they enjoy that part of it. Yeah. And, it, it just gets really nasty and stupid. So yeah, yeah I avoid all that. I don't smart, I don't, but I still like all the other stuff on in the social sure. media. There's a lot of great stuff out there. Speaking of social media, how's your TikTok career going? Yeah, I retired that. <laughs> I retired that. No, I enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. It, it, it uh, took up some good useless time yeah. because there's a lot of, especially when we were all figuring out that, man, it was weird being at home and stuff. And, and uh, it was had, some good, silly fun. You had some good ones. I, I saw you walking around your house, slamming doors and, and making noises on, yeah. on like closets and stuff. It was pretty cool. I think it was awesome. It was, it was very uh, therapeutic and, uh, <laughs> and kept my sanity. I look back at some of them and I'm like, shake my head, but they, yeah, I just, I, it wasn't that I said, you know what, I'm not doing this anymore. I stopped. I just uh, got busy and, yep. and uh, realized that I didn't have the time to do those things anymore and yeah. focus on some other things, but uh, I still, I still watch them. Yeah. You got to get ready to coach an NHL team. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's why no one's called me yet. Maybe someone saw one of my TikToks. <laughs> Well, or maybe they maybe they're not going to hire you as goaltending coach. They'll hire you as like so social media guy or something. Yeah, or, or uh, intermission entertainment. <laughs> intermission entertainment. <laughs> Nearly Neil yeah, replaced hey, by. <laughs> hey, I'm not above it. Like, yeah, uh, I'll uh, 
get a, get a band together and you know how they have those band up in the, yeah. in the stands there yeah they had a couple cool ones when in vancouver that time yeah. when i that you talked about when i was in van for that la yeah. game they had a tragically hip uh um cover band <laughs> up there playing it was That's pretty cool. good yeah okay well, there, maybe hey. maybe we'll collab for something one day. And yeah, maybe. for sure, for sure, so, buddy. Yeah, hey, I I I really want to thank you for coming on. It was I knew it would be kind of fun because uh, you talk so much <laughs> that uh, it could be a fun uh, podcast. <laughs> but uh, I hope you enjoyed it, man. I I know you're busy, like we talked about. So I appreciate you taking the time. Uh, it's always nice catching up with you, my friend. Yeah, no, all good. And you've been so good to me too uh, for my YouTube channel. And I know people really like it and, and they get it when I do talk about you because it, it is all love and uh, I'm excited. I'm proud you know, that we're related and I can't wait to see what the next step is for you, whether it's uh, you know, a goaltending coach for Vancouver, for Seattle or somewhere else. But uh, yeah, I know you won't be I know you won't be looking for long. And if so, you can practice on one of your kids by shooting at them from four feet away now. <laughs> You can be my agent. That's not my agent. <laughs> okay, there you go. I'll be your hype man. You yeah, you can pay your agent. You can just have a hype man and that'll be me. <laughs> all right, buddy. Hey, all the best to your, the family. Make sure you tell yes. them I said hi and yep. uh, including your other family, like Jason and everybody. Tell everybody. Yeah, we, we better, you better say something nice about Jason just in case he hears that first part and gets a complex. Yeah. Uh, well, you did say he's a good man and he works hard and he's a good dad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that part is true. Very true. Yeah. He's I'm, good. Just, I'm just busting his balls. He's so successful now. He's doing so great. I, I really am proud of that guy. But yeah, all the best to the family and thanks, thanks so much, buddy. And yep. uh, all the get best. together soon. Thanks, buddy. I want to thank my cousin Clay for coming on my pod. It was so much fun to get caught up with him, man. He really is a genuine soul. And I'm really grateful to have him in my life, truly. Uh, if you want to check out Clay, uh, his All Things Canucks YouTube channel is uh, called Canuck Clay. He is also very active on Twitter, and his handle there is uh, Canuck Clay as well. You know, one of the biggest things I got out of our chat was how similar our ways of doing businesses. Although uh, we do totally different things, we both believe that treating people with love and respect and earning their trust is the best way to not only get great results, you know, but also the best way to help others. So, on that note, well, that's it, man. Uh, hope everyone has an awesome, awesome weekend. And remember what I always say, stay safe, stay connected, and God bless. Peace. Peace.